hello there, and welcome to the Life Worth Living podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kreber. And I'm also your host, Claire Riley. And we're here to dive into all things mindset, mental health, and how to make the most out of life. But more specifically today, how to escape your comfort zone. Ooh, tell them about it. I'm very excited. Me too. This is one of so many ideas that we wrote down in our notes document when we had that initial motivation to do this podcast, but it jumped out to us because it feels like it may be the most relevant thing we all share Mm -hmm. coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. Because if the pandemic did anything, it oddly enforced our comfort zones even though it was a very tumultuous dangerous time yeah it forced us to stay inside at home not go out not socialize not try new things it was very weirdly and ironically safe yeah well especially it's odd because for you Mish, you're a very extroverted whoa you're <laughs> extroverted okay I'm, I'm not no 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 you just go okay <laughs> we are we are keeping the bloopers keeping in today girl we are raw we are we unfiltered are. we are human beings we also don't have much time to edit this one and that is so <laughs> true because it is thanksgiving and we are hopping on a plane tomorrow girl oh, yeah girl continue. continue and that is okay that is a-okay grammatical mistakes are accepted on this podcast they are celebrated you are a human being thank you continue <laughs> i've never felt so supported in yeah. my life she's back <laughs> business hype woman is back this is hype woman. there we go there's our callback <laughs> already there wow already there two minutes in and we've got the callback to we've a got previous the episode back. nice good nice. off to a good start okay oh yeah okay we're saying i'm an extroverted person you're extrovert. yeah you are a very extroverted person and i'm more introverted i am shy by nature i was that kid who didn't really talk much in kindergarten and just wanted to go home where it was familiar but you're more of an extrovert, an outgoing person. But it was so interesting to see how the pandemic and being at home changed that for you. You kind of bit. switched us yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, I'd say so. Because I've always been the person that's much more prone to anxiety. So although I was an extrovert, I didn't realize how much anxiety was festering underneath my extroverted personality mm. basically my entire life until the pandemic. Yeah. And then this sort of consolidated ball of anxiety that I directed towards really specific fears kind of burst, that bubble burst. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, everything is terrifying. Mm. And I feel like you were given the environment that you thrive in and kind of took it and ran with it. Yeah. I don't know. It's true. I mean, I definitely think that the pandemic was easier for us introverts because we were already used to being at home. We enjoyed that. But for extroverts like you, I think it was a lot harder because it was a complete shift in what you were used to doing. Yeah, and I think ultimately it's a positive shift because I think I was more the type of extrovert that really needed other people's validation and that was one of the reasons why I always said I was 100%. Woo. See, it just Woo! happened to me. There's something about that <laughs> word today, bro. <laughs> extroverted extroverted say that three times fast extroverted 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 oh okay so you could do that yeah but neither of us can say it no. sentence, neither of us can speak english <laughs> not today maybe we should only speak pig latin Ooh. from this yeah. moment onwards henceforth <laughs> henceforth we a e way peak say ig pay atin lay Ooh, 
we started off strong and then we got off topic <laughs> okay. really quickly. Um, Circling back. But yeah, I think I was more extroverted in the sense that I really couldn't be by myself because I never learned how to validate myself. and motivate myself without it being with the intent of impressing other people I think that was the biggest difference I saw in us throughout the pandemic because we lived together we stayed in my parents basement Mm -hmm. for how many years 10 years was that no god 10 20 at least a good two (laughs) years like it feels like a decade um not a slight to my parents at all it's just I can't remember how the pandemic can't remember anything I, I literally can't remember anything from the pandemic and I look back I'm like what did we even do I remember working nonstop, and yet nothing got done yeah because everything was put on hold like the whole world was put on hold that was so wild I mean anyone that wasn't sick was just lucky to be alive and they you know I kind of hate the discussion about the positive changes that come out of the pandemic because ultimately it was a pandemic and many people lost family and friends and but it but it affected everybody in the world so we kind of all have to take what we can from it and move on. Yeah. But anyways, back to the extroverted thing. I think now I I really see us as equal almost. Yeah. It's sort of like you were so extravagant and out there and... I'm not extravagant anymore? No, 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 no. <laughs> Hear my final thought. You were, How dare you? You were up here. Yeah. Your levels were up here. For anyone listening. Her hand is high. My hand is high. <laughs> <laughs> this is your signal great, to go watch graphics. the video <laughs> great graphic description then. um and I was just at a I was I was vibing at a much lower frequency just not because I wasn't happy or anything that that makes it sound wrong but I was just you were in you were figuring yourself out chilling I was figuring myself out I was yeah, also in university you were a shy little bean yeah I was just a shy little bean yeah but I think that the pandemic brought you down because you took in more of the sort of somber parts of being alone and being isolated whereas I took it as more of this like excitement of like oh my gosh I don't have to go and do the things that make me nervous so Mm. I rose up while you kind of went down and now we're Mm -hmm. sort of in the middle and now I think we are both like 50% extroverted and introverted but in really different very ways. different ways I and I think in, and we're both healthier along. like we're both better off yeah because again I realized my extrovertedness was not necessarily coming from a healthy place even yeah. though I was really comfortable pushing myself out of my comfort zone pre-pandemic it was for the wrong reasons mm. I would like you know do something ridiculous and adrenaline seeking yeah. to show not show off to other people but like maybe these people will think I'm interesting if I do something yeah. crazy or I have to be the best performer so that everyone will be impressed and I'll get this opportunity from it and I had subconsciously based my entire personality around doing things for other people yeah so you were completely okay with getting outside of your comfort zone and taking risks but it wasn't for yourself 100 percent. it was for other people but then all of a sudden the pandemic hits and you don't have those other people watching you necessarily yeah to drive you and i remember those first couple months kind of directing that towards you like babe look at my to-do list look at all the things that I'm gonna do what you know will you be proud of me if I get all like these 50 things done today like ridiculous that's true um but it's tough because negative fuel is such a strong motivator Hmm. for everything in life for business 
for social life, for adventures, for these things Mm. that you really want to like push yourself towards. And when you dismantle that inside yourself and you realize, wait, I don't need anybody's validation, kind of leaves you with, how am I going to motivate myself? Yeah. I felt extremely lost as I navigate this new chapter of my life where I'm not doing things for other people. I'm trying to do things for myself, which I think I mentioned in the last episode, always feels inherently selfish, but that's a whole other topic we're not going to touch on today. Mm -hmm. But regardless of that, it's really hard to get out of my comfort zone now and do things that don't feel safe when I'm just kind of doing them to help myself. Yeah, so do you find that now that we're sort of much more out of the pandemic, obviously it's a never-ending thing and COVID will always exist, Mm -hmm. but now that we're seeing a lot more of the reality that we saw before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're still able to find the drive of pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone for other people like you did before? Or do you think that that's just totally gone? Yeah, that's super easy. I think Mm. if you were to do a brain scan of people, maybe, I don't know, doing a cold plunge, for example, alone versus when you know other people are Mm. watching, I bet you you would see such a difference. Oh, that's so So much less um, trepidation. Yeah. Because if I know, even if it's like, some of our friends, if we're going to do something wild, if I know that like a lot of us are together, I'll I'll do like the craziest shit. You know, <laughs> I think we're going to keep this podcast dare you? PG-13, yeah. so we're not going to swear. But yeah, I mean, it's just so much easier to motivate, at least in my experience, so much easier to motivate yourself in a negative way. And when you think it's going to result in the approval of other people. So it's still really easy to do. It's just a lot harder to build new habits. Yeah. So yeah, that's a little bit of my experience. But can you talk a little more about how you get out of your comfort zone now or how you motivate yourself to get out of your comfort zone before we kind of dive into our other topics? Yeah. Okay. Well, what would me 10 years from now wish that I did right now? Mm -hmm. That's something that I think about quite often and it motivates me to do more that I wouldn't usually do, Mm -hmm. you know? Because I think a lot of the time we stay in our comfort zones because we think that it's safe and we think that it's a good place to be because it doesn't push us. It doesn't scare us. And that's where a lot of the growth lies. And I always wish that I did more outside of my comfort zone five years ago, 10 years ago. So I try and take that stance now and think about what future me wishes I would have done now and do that thing. Does that make sense? Yes, 100%. It got a little bit like past, present, future. Yep. Uh, Got a little Bob Marley there for a second, but I I follow. So (laughs) I think our audience (laughs) is following. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because the only way to grow is to keep taking those steps forward. And so I think embodying your future self, which is, you know, 10 years significantly farther into the future, is really embodying something that's moving forward as opposed to staying stagnant. Yeah. So I like your visualization with that. What do you say to yourself? What is your inner dialogue to help you swim in uncertain waters? I definitely think about what is the worst that can happen. 
That, and that is a big prompt for that's you. That's a big prompt yeah. for me. But I also, on the flip side, equally think about what's the best that can happen. Mm. And most of the time when I'm faced with a challenge that is outside of my comfort zone, the best case scenario completely outweighs the worst case scenario. Most of the time, the worst case scenario for me is embarrassment, mm. guilt, shame. I mean, again, circling back, I was the shy kid. I... Mm remember distinctly going into my first day of kindergarten and grabbing onto my mom's leg and not letting go because I was so shy and didn't want to go. I wanted to stay at home where I knew my parents, I knew my brother, and it was safe. And so for me, getting outside of my comfort zone, it can mean those big outrageous things like skydiving or cold plunging or things that are more physical, but it also means going out and talking to people or asking a question in class or standing up for myself. Those are really scary for me. I always grew up as the person who wanted to put the other people first because that was where I was comfortable. I didn't want to take the spotlight. You were so scared to talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. Especially if you hadn't already spent tons of time with them. I mean, we knew each other for freaking like four years before you rarely ever chatted with me yeah because you just weren't I was so shy you know we we're just a shy little lady I was a shy little and this lady. is like you were like you know 14 13, yeah this whatever. is already this is, this is all far away when you're away a teenager from... slash a kid and yeah you don't know yourself for the world yet yeah <laughs> I think both of us though are major people pleasers yeah you I would say go into more of a freeze and I go into a fawn oh upon experiencing any confrontation my immediate response is oh it's all good it's all good I'm nodding my head I'll do whatever you need to make you feel comfortable to serve you don't worry about me I just want to make this go away because I'm uncomfortable Mm. with other people getting upset getting angry so one of the biggest deterrence for me getting out of my comfort zone is when I fear that it will be at the disapproval of others Wow, yeah. Especially with strangers, when I don't know the level of danger, I don't know how they're going to react or perceive me. My mind goes to the worst case scenario. I think they're going to kill me. They're going to attack me. Yeah. And that's just automatically where my brain goes. That feels to me like the most uncomfortable state to be in at this stage of my life. It's so fascinating. I wonder, and please comment this if you are watching on one of our social media platforms or you can comment on Spotify, right? Yeah, I was noticing when uploading the first two episodes that I can customize the question under each Mm. episode so I can put whatever you're about to say. Okay, I just find it so fascinating that in both of our cases, we are fine to do the more outrageous things, the scarier, quote unquote, things such as going skydiving, maybe not that, but bungee jumping or ziplining. They're sort of categorized as more adrenaline junkie things. Mm -hmm. But for both of us, it's much scarier to do the quote unquote little things. I wonder if we can make the question for today's episode something along the lines of whether or not you as the listener also feel that. If it feels scarier to do the quote unquote everyday things like conversations than it does to, to do the more quote-unquote outrageous things yeah that's a really good question I'm super curious to hear people's submissions to me it's sort of like I don't want to lose someone so if a stranger comes up and says something really mean to me or if I have to make a fool of myself in front of someone that I don't know if I lose that person because of that that's okay I never knew them Mm. but 
the scary thing to me is if I were to make a fool of myself in front of someone that I care deeply about or have a really important relationship with, that brings me a lot of anxiety because I don't want to lose them. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I definitely feel like your response to those situations is more of a freeze or at least was more of a freeze. Like you kind of would literally say nothing. Like you would shut yeah. down. Yeah, And 100%. Go quiet. Mm-hmm. I remember even, oh, we've barely fought in our eight years of being together but the times where I was really verbal and Mm -hmm. loud your response was to go silent Mm -hmm. and it kind of would sometimes escalate those situations this is years ago guys this is like when we were teenagers and didn't know how to regulate our emotions no we were not fully (laughs) we're still not um fully developed human beings but really uh, really back then it almost escalated me in my volume and my intensity because yeah. I was just trying to get something out of you. Yeah. You were so quiet and you would shut down so easily that it was like, come on, like throw something at me. Like, yeah. I was so confrontational back then yeah. and you were so anti so And now we're like the polar opposite. I'm like, yeah. how did that happen? I know. it's It really is fascinating. It is. Okay. So obviously our comfort zones are there to keep us safe we could get Mm -hmm. into the biology but that is not the type of podcast we are going Mm -hmm. to be (laughs) we are no hosting here so please go to a different podcast (laughs) try living it up (laughs) maybe the golf podcast will have some really informative biology episodes you You never know you never know can't put it past you never know with paul gary and simon and and (laughs) what's another good man name Uh. Barry. Barry, Barry, Gary, Gary and Paul, and Simon. But just at a very basic scientific level, our comfort zones are biologically in place to keep us alive. Yeah. 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 We. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say it like that? That was so sassy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I think that when conquering things outside of our comfort zone, when we feel that resistance, because it will come up unless you are one of those people that somehow does not have that receptor in their Mm -hmm. brain there's people who don't sense fear so i don't know maybe there's people those same people maybe just don't worry yeah at all because they literally have there's people that have no like fear receptors or pain receptors but very very far (laughs) between so let's just talk about the general average here um i get so specific don't i do really i'm like you get too specific i have to clarify broad (laughs) (laughs) we need to meet in the middle here oh my gosh we are such a pair such a pair you and I we are such a pair wow um okay (laughs) okay so our comfort zones are trying to keep us safe so when we naturally experience that resistance before taking a risk before putting ourselves out there before stepping towards something that we know we are made for that we know we are supposed to do that's going to be good for us I think it's really important to validate that resistance yeah would you agree yeah I think that I mean there's always that psychological trick of personifying your worries it takes it outside of yourself and I think a lot of us attach our anxieties to our own identities Mm -hmm. and I think that that is where it gets really really hard to conquer them that's a trick that I've done before that I know people talk about a lot Mm. is sort of creating a little person for whatever your anxiety is or whatever you know if you have whatever fear is most vocal in the thing you're facing yeah exactly okay cool all right well that's a fun little audience recommendation then that clearly has been successful for you I should try that more Mm -hmm. I think we both 
will say yes to every opportunity that comes our way. Whether it is, hey, do you guys want to go out to this tonight? Hey, do you want to connect with me for this business meeting? That would be your, like, do you want to hop on this project with me? Would you like to go to this scary audition where you have to like, you know, do Mm -hmm. an eight-page monologue? Okay, sure. Like, (laughs) us actors, we're always used to saying yes, so I'm never going to say no to something, and I think you're that way too. I feel like we both then try to say yes to every opportunity that comes our way and falls in our lap. We're like, absolutely. Yeah. But one of the things that I've been struggling with is that's not enough. Mm. I am relying on other people and other entities to, you know, hand me on a silver platter. Here's an opportunity. Would you like to take it? And I'm terrible at saying no. So of course I'm going to say yes. And then they might guide me into my next journey of growth, my next challenge. I feel like I'm not pushing myself enough and creating my own risks. You know, I could move to a music city. I could network with more people. I could put myself out there more. Instead, I like kind of wait for someone else to validate it. I'm right now in a place of just trying to figure out how to break that cycle. So I don't have answers. I can't really talk to everyone right now and say that I have any ideas about how to answer that question, but maybe you might. So... Yeah. What do you think about that? Like creating your own discomfort. Yeah. Taking your own risks that aren't about other people or aren't brought on by other people or other entities. Yeah. I think, first of all, I think that there needs to be a balance, right? Because there is this idea in the world that we need to push ourselves, especially in this hustle culture that we're in. Mm. There's this idea that we need to push ourselves and do the most and constantly be Be breaking boundaries. Be the most. Yeah. Be working day and night and... I don't think that that's healthy. I want to kind of put the disclaimer out there that we are not talking about pushing your body to the absolute limit and, you know, doing all these things that torturing you might your see. Mind torturing your mind. Torturing your mind, yeah. Be productive. Yeah, yeah, doing anything that's mentally unhealthy for you. Mm. Because I think that true discomfort and growth comes from the things that fulfill you more than anything that might be challenging and might be scary and daunting, but will ultimately lead to your growth. That's what I see as true, valuable discomfort. Mm. So when I go about trying to create more discomfort for myself, I'm often thinking about, okay, well, my ultimate highest self, what does she look like? She's really cool. She talks to everyone. She isn't nervous to confront someone. She stands up for herself and for other people. And right now I'm not there yet. So all of the little moments of discomfort that I create for myself are in the bracket between where I'm at now and where she is. Mm, Does that make sense? so well articulated. Absolutely. Thank you. And for those who don't have the visuals, she put her hand here (laughs) and then incrementally (laughs) put her hand higher and higher till she reached the The um, ultimate Claire. Metaphor of older Claire. Of older Claire. As you were just saying all of that, I was thinking, I feel so uncomfortable with any type of ride or experience that Mm -hmm. will make me extremely nauseous Mm -hmm. and it is tough because I feel really weak in those scenarios like people do this for fun and so on one hand I'm like I obviously want to conquer that and I want to use exposure therapy as a way to kind of attack that or Mm -hmm. not what's the word not attack but like tackle tackle oh (laughs) yes that's exactly what I meant attack feels too violent yeah (laughs) yeah I want to use um exposure therapy as a way to tackle my fear at the same time though 
Is it something that I actually value? That's what I was just going to ask Do you. I actually value being able to stay on a boat for yeah. 24 hours, go on a cruise, make myself sick because I go on another scuba diving adventure with you? Like, no. Yeah. At the end of the day, when I think about it, I'm like, it's not an integral part of who I am. I'm just going to say no every time yeah. that people go on a ride I don't want to go on. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. There's almost... For me, a discomfort, actually, a sort of hidden discomfort in accepting that that's a boundary for me. Yeah. My instinct is to be extremely self-critical, to have self-hatred. Yeah. And it is uncomfortable to experience some self-love and, and forgive care. yourself for those things too yeah yeah whoa guys i this Ooh. has been such an explorative episode it i feel is. like we've uncovered a lot that i wasn't expecting yeah but i will have to say that i'm not i don't feel like we fully wrapped up but let us come back to you later tonight because i have to run to hockey let's do that then we are going to see renee rap and then we are going to record a little outro and and some more concluding thoughts. But I have to run. Yes. All right. So see you in two seconds. But for us, it's going to be a couple hours. Okay. See bye for soon. now. Well, Chicken Nugget, we're back. And we are tired. And I spilled or just more so mushed chocolate cake onto Misha's microphone here. No, thankfully, that was not the microphone. That was the pop screen. Your mic has a pop screen, the Audio-Technica there. So you are lucky that you didn't smush it on this Yeti. I'm so tired, Claire. Yep. I am so tired. We're tired. But we are pushing through because we have to hop on a flight tomorrow. Hippity hop. Segway. I'm going to use that as a sexy little segway. A segway. Into the fact that I right now have a total renewed fear of flying. This fits in perfectly with our theme today. I, that's why it was a segway. A segway. And I'm literally like rubbing my eyes. I look so disinterested. No, I'm invested. Because of the fear of flying, it just made me think about how one of the best combatants for stagnancy and like staying in your comfort zone is really just habitual repetition. Mm -hmm. So thinking about my flight tomorrow, I used to fly all the time. I used to fly every mm -hmm. weekend with no thought and no fear whatsoever. I mean, I flew tons as a kid and as a teenager, no trouble. It's because I was flying more frequently. And again, the pandemic, going away from it and then coming back, all of a sudden, I was like, should I be scared of going in a plane? I mean, I talked to myself logistically. I'm like, this is by far the most safe way to travel. But I also have this new fear that like somehow I'm going to get sick on a plane or someone's going to get sick beside me. Yeah. Which, like I've been on planes where people are sick and like I've survived. You know what I mean? Like I know that it's all irrational. It's all irrational. Yeah. But nonetheless, the fear is there and it's strong. And I think, unfortunately, one of the only ways to get comfortable getting uncomfortable is to make it a habit is to repeat yeah, and force your brain to realize that what you are perceiving as a threat is not actually a threat or just sort of tame your survivalist biology that this is not a life or death situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Flying is very safe. <laughs> yeah. You know? 100%. And you can be around someone who's sick because your biggest fear is throwing up and being around people who might be sick. 
My biggest irrational fear. Really, yeah, 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 of course. Oh, I have many bigger fears. <laughs> yeah, she, but don't that is, worry. That is, I mean, when you talked last episode about your irrational fear of sharks and yeah, previously that's needles, yours. that's like my one. Yeah, it's not something that is a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to start rewiring what is actually a threat to us and what isn't. And I think that that comes with repetition. Yeah. And also proper counseling if you... Yes. Have the money, get a proper therapist. If you don't use online resources, there's lots of really good ones now. And if it's a fear that is kind of going beyond, I don't know, like we're talking about getting out of your comfort zone. It could just be laziness or lack of motivation, lack of self-trust. That's kind of the basic level. But if it's at that more advanced level of like a serious phobia, serious anxiety, I think that's when you 100% need to get help your brain and body will need more support in those situations. Yeah. So repetition, changing habits, and starting small scale, especially with things that are not to do with phobias, understanding bigger things you might need some outside assistance with, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. What are some other strategies that you've used that have helped you get out of your comfort zone? Well, one major thing is the people that we surround ourselves with and the perspectives and the advice that we get. It all accumulates into who we become. Getting out there and finding those people who are going to inspire you, who are going to support you, plays a very large part in how able we are to get outside of our comfort zones maybe they're not the people you see the most every single day you could kind of choose like i love this person but maybe their perspective maybe their approach to life is not what i want to mirror yeah so love and respect to them but they're not a person that is going to really bump up my mindset or help me level up yeah. i need to find other people and honestly maybe the rebuttal is i don't know where to find those people okay well then we need to do more things to get out of your comfort zone to find new people because that's where those people are going to be Uh, yeah they're gonna be doing the things making new friends is really uncomfortable especially for the people that are listening to this that live in a city like vancouver we have a really weird social environment Mm -hmm. here people are not uh, people are very friendly and polite but not very open not very communicative outside of their small niche circles and it's hard to make new friends that you can just kind of decide to do something random with and go to some crazy cool event like we're limited in this type of city I think yeah but there are people and manifesting that there's no one out there is just going to ensure that you won't find people yeah it's like that's the one thing there's a bunch of Things that could go right, that could make you find people that you vibe with, find people that you might want to have a relationship with, find job opportunities, whatever you, whatever you're looking for. There's tons of ways to make it possible that you'll find that thing, but there's really only one way to guarantee that it won't happen, and that's just refusing to believe that there's a chance it's out there yeah. that is that that's that's the guarantee yeah if you're not looking 100 percent, you're not gonna find anybody you're not like so if it's uncomfortable to believe and trust that there are people out there lean into that yeah i think some people find it really hard and 
uncomfortable to trust themselves yeah i'm one of those people 100 percent. but i i imagine that there's plenty of other people like that as well yeah i don't think you're alone in that at all yeah i think especially in the age of technology that we're in right now in social media where we are constantly bombarded with new information new opinions new perspective and it is hard to know what's opinion and what's fact Mm -hmm. so i think that it's very easy to second guess yourself in what you know is true Okay, is there anything else that you do as a habit to push yourself outside of your comfort zone? I think just not overthinking it. If you give yourself that split second of hesitation, that's where the most pain and tension lies. The worst part of performing is the part leading up if you have a ton of time where you're just waiting around. Mm -hmm. It's so exponentially worse than actually just getting on stage and performing and being in the high adrenaline state and living it up. Like, you know, (laughs) it's so much worse to be in that moment of tension and hesitancy. Yeah. And build up. Just kind of like try and skip that as much as possible because it doesn't do a lot of good. We use that analogy of the slingshot a lot. Mm. If you're always just going to be pulling it back and pulling it back and pulling it back but never releasing it it's like where's that really gonna get you you know yeah it's just gonna be painful yeah so hurl that sucker back and let it release Mm -hmm. but i need to practice more of what i preach i think uh i think you do pretty good job of that i mean even just taking out. I can out- tell how tired you are because you go, I saw a politic or la tra tra booyah. booyah. Roll call. But even just take the example of our cold plunging experiences. Yeah. In the last few weeks, Misha and I have gone in the ocean quite a bit. And it's getting cold. It's getting cold up here. <laughs> it's getting it real is, cold. It's been the end of September, early October. It's been cold. Yep. And. You have this really great way of just jumping in. You just do it. I now you're a bit take of a, slow a long poke. time to get in because I sit in the tension bit that you were just talking about. Mm, and I that's think so about much it. worse. You just got to go for it. And the thing See, is, what's cool, thing. you're right. Cold plunging is such a good metaphor for so many other things in life. Your body acclimatizes after the first 30 yeah. seconds. And then it feels so good. You're like, I could swim in this forever because my body adapts. That's a very good metaphor. And we are very adaptable creatures. And maybe that's why the pandemic was such a weird time for everybody because we couldn't grow, which is what we're born to do. We're literally born to grow and change until we die. Oh, you're so right. So if we weren't allowed to do that very thing, of course everybody lost a sense of purpose and a sense of self. And if you're one of those people that feels like you haven't really gotten that back from the pandemic, give it time. I mean, it feels scary because if you're someone that feels like, oh my gosh, my 20s or they feel like they're halfway gone because of the pandemic, there's still lots of time. And yeah, wow, (laughs) seriously, like need to practice what I preach because I don't know how much of what I'm saying. I, I know I believe it, but I'm like, do I actually manifest it into my daily life i don't know Mm -hmm. but it it's helpful to say it out loud yeah it's uncomfortable to say out loud but it's like that that does feel more right to me than the more negative thoughts so it's like you kind of are what you oh that's actually that'll be my last 
at least you might have more ideas but Mm. that might be my last contribution to this idea of getting out of your comfort zone is speak it into existence yeah instead of going on the plane tomorrow and being like I'm so scared I'm gonna die or get sick on this plane or the turbulence is gonna be so bad that everyone's barfing around me (laughs) that's a lovely image (laughs) yeah yeah well hopefully no one's eating food while listening to this podcast instead of having that mindset if I go into it with if there's turbulence it's gonna be fun we'll put on Indiana Jones music in our headphones and bop around it's a very good tactic if you're ever in turbulence yeah if someone gets sick I'll survive yep you know the more I say those things out loud the more likely that that's what I will believe in that moment when the stressful thing comes when the uncomfortable thing comes so speaking stuff into existence is crucial hate cold plunging I can't do this I don't want to do this your body will hear that and Mm -hmm. go okay well let's not do it I'm going to support your instinct to not do this yeah whereas if you tell your body out loud we're going to do this it's going to be fine it's going to be safe it's going to be fun it's going to be good for us it's going to regulate our nervous system yeah go into it then you go and it's also a much more fun way to live believing and saying out loud that it will be okay because for all you know it might yeah so why spend that time beforehand convincing yourself that it won't okay well i'm exhausted mm-hmm. i don't 100 percent know if we wrapped up all of our thoughts <laughs> but i frankly cannot continue and must go to bed or else we tomorrow must is going to be an absolute gong show we have to leave early and we literally haven't even packed yet that's not good got some things to do the last thing i will say is if you feel like you know you're stagnant right now you're kind of spinning your wheels but getting nowhere don't know where to start maybe social events are the best place to start yeah because of where we're at post-pandemic and i think like you said the people around us can really influence us so yeah if you find the right circle of people it'll just be that much easier to feel safe and supported going into you know bigger adventures and taking the risks that you align with because again you don't have to push yourself if it's not something that you value agreed a hundred percent that's huge yeah try and find people that match your vibe that match your energy and willingness to go out there and do things in life And also challenge yourself with the small things. You do not have to start big. Start small, whether that's with splashing really cold water on your face in the morning. Or trying a a new meal that you've never made. Yeah, breaking the cycle. Just breaking the cycle. Yeah, I think that's where it all starts. And then you can get incrementally bigger as you go along and do the things you want to do. Love. Even if they scare you. Good night. I am. This is going to be like the lowest. This is going to be the lowest energy (laughs) ending to a podcast of ours ever. And this is episode three, Claire. Heavens to Betsy. (laughs) Heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. You know what? No regrets. Should have finished the podcast earlier. I was still five minutes late to hockey. Yeah, but I played damn well, so it's fine. It's eleven eleven. Make a wish. Make a wish. No one can hear your wish. This is boring. I can't say it out loud. Yeah, but give us a hint. We're all just sitting here wondering what's Claire's wish. I guess I should make a wish too. Yeah, you should make a eh, wish. No, it's 11 to... 12. You're ah, too late and I'm too up. late. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs>
I would like to give our listeners the challenge of doing just one thing this week before you hear our next podcast episode on Tuesday and let us know what it is. And does not have to be big. In fact, smaller, probably the better. Because big change starts with small actions. So please let us know. We will keep you posted. I mean, I feel like my thing this week is just going to be trying not to get anxious on the flight. It's literally a three-hour flight that I've done a billion times. There's no reason to stress about it. I'm going to play my Beyonce, my Fifth Harmony, in my headphones. (laughs) I don't know why that's my go-to when I'm flying. I'm like... Nothing can go wrong if I'm lis- listening to Fifth Harmony. That's my yeah, girl. Sure, yes. They are there for me. <laughs> You've got your support group. I've got my support group and my headphones. <laughs> well, she'll be listening to Fifth Harmony. I'll be listening to Fifth Harmony tomorrow. You best believe. What's your thing this week that you're going to challenge yourself to do? Is there something specific? Ooh, this weekend I do have an opportunity that was a gift to go to a Nordic spa and I want to try and stay in the cold water plunge part for 20 seconds longer than I want to 20 seconds as soon as I get that it's gonna be immediate I I challenge you to a minute okay okay it's gonna be posted I have to be we will update you when you go so I can't be there to support you but you'll go with my family yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're going on adventure with my mom and my entire family and and I'm gonna be in class (laughs) studying it up yep all right, Claire. Well, I don't know. Uh, I can't really remember most of the things we talked about in this episode. I nope. hope it's good. Me if too. it sucks, it hours please ago. let us know. Please let us know. Please I'm let so us sorry. know. We will be receptive to the criticism. We will. <laughs> we must go to bed. We must. All right. Asiago cheese. Asiago Love cheese. you all. And see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.